Hey, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. Creative Pep Talk helps you craft a creative career so that you can thrive as a person. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can stay up to date with Creative Pep Talk and my creative work by following me on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Let's jump into today's episode. So we got our first factor meals and I am pumped to tell you about them. First off, we absolutely loved them. Delicious chef's kiss for the chef crafted dietitian approved meals that come straight to your door. I can definitely see how when deadlines are out of control or you're in a super busy season, how factor meals can lighten your load while still giving you options like veggie, vegan, and even low calorie. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can even pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash peptalk50 and use code peptalk50 to get 50% off. That's code peptalk50 at factormeals.com slash peptalk50 to get 50% off. quick announcements. Look, I hate announcements too, guys. Guys, I understand. Every time I hear someone say quick announcements, I just shut my brain off. Please don't. Just listen for one second. I'm going to make this super fast and weird. First thing I got to tell you is the personal pep talks where I was doing like one-on-one coaching portfolio sessions are sold out. You guys took over my life for a few weeks <laughs> and I, it was awesome. And I loved getting to know you and help you uh, get a different perspective on your creative career. But those are sold out. I'm going to reinvent that whole process because um, it just needs reinvention. Stay tuned uh, to hear what the next iteration of that process will be. Uh, Number two is go sign up to go to the Creative Works Conference at conference.creativeworks.co. I will be there selling creative pep talk stuff, talking to you guys. Uh, My MFBA students will be there for the fall session. Uh, It has a great lineup. Creative Works is my favorite conference and I and I love going there every year and it's fantastic. Go check it out at conference.creativeworks.co. Last thing I want to say is that you may have noticed that podcasts are exploding into the mainstream and uh, you know I just keep seeing a lot of these big corporations um, throwing tons of money and, and action behind their podcasts and uh, you know iTunes is filling up and getting pretty noisy and look I massively believe in the mission of creative pep talk this idea of helping you craft a creative career that enables you to thrive as a person i'm deeply passionate about that it's something that um has been a big part of my life since i was a baby because my mom was creative and she struggled and my high school friends were creative and they struggled and so i just believe in this mission and i've been pouring my life out for the past two and a half years to help creative people in their careers um If you have been helped by Creative Pep Talk, if you believe in the mission, if you're part of the Creative Pepperoni team and you want to see this thing not get lost uh, under a pile of all the corporate podcasts that get launched over the next year, would you, if you have a a platform or an outlet, if you work for a company uh, or you know somebody that might be able to help Creative Pep Talk reach the next level and spread the word, if you know of somebody like that, if you can help with that, will you just email me? Because I'm ready to take this thing 
to the next level. <laughs> and I just believe in this mission and I don't want to get buried under the the billions of podcasts. It you know, because I think that we have a unique offering and uh and I want to help as many people do this as possible. Um so thank you guys for all that. Thanks for listening. If you have some ideas or some connections or whatever that you can help out, I'm open. I'm in a brainstorming period on how to take it to the next level. So email me uh, at andy at andy-j-miller.com or just use those connections and start sharing it and making it happen. Thank you guys so much. You guys are why we're doing this and why it's been such an amazing journey already. All right, let's get into the show. Okay, so this episode is all about marketing your creative work and how essential that is. We've been doing a series on creative destiny, living your full potential in your creative career. Uh, And in the first episodes, this is one of the later episodes, one of the first episodes we did uh, was like 40,000 foot view, esoteric, very gushy, mushy, emotional, all that stuff. And each episode in the series is getting more and more practical. So this is like the microscope episode, if you will, uh, on this is a tactical episode. Like, let's make this actually happen now in the real world. And so this episode is connecting to your audience. We're going to be talking about that again and how you do that. And one of the essential ways that you do that is good marketing. And uh, what I want to do in this episode is basically go through a bunch of myths that I've believed, I see a lot of creative people believe about marketing that stops them from marketing themselves effectively or taking marketing seriously. Just a quick little a uh, few things before we jump into the uh, the myths. The first thing I want to say is that that marketing, getting attention for your work, is not only essential to your career, essential to having a thriving creative career. A lot of you people out there making creative work, the businesses that want to hire you want to use your creativity to get attention for their business. And so the better you are at getting attention for your work, the better you can prove that, the more likely you're going to get hired because businesses want to see that you as a creative understand the art of getting attention because they want to use your creative work to do that for their business. And so not only is it just essential to get attention for your work, to make sales, to, to get you know buyers to connect with you, to get clients' attention on your work, not only is that just essential, it's essential because a lot of you creative people are going to be in the business of getting attention for brands, you know, using creativity, using art, using music, using copywriting, all that jazz. Like, not only do you need to get attention, a big part of your job is learning how to get people's attention. And so this is at the bedrock of a creative career. And, uh, you know, for me personally, I had to learn the hard way and I didn't really take marketing seriously 
um, for the first probably two years of my creative career that uh, when I was trying to go into freelance, you know, I I believed all of these myths and, uh, you know, I, I worked really hard on the creative work, which is super, obviously super important, but I neglected marketing and it wasn't until I was in this period of time where we had a house, we had a mortgage, we had a kid, uh, I was working a job that was destroying my soul and there was a lot of times where I would just be laying face down in my living room floor not a joke. <laughs> like I would be so overwhelmed by my situation that I was laying on my living room floor face down in agony, in panic about my future. So much of that emotion is what fuels this podcast because I know what it's like to be in that hopeless place and I, I really and feel it. And have bill collectors chasing you and thinking, I know my only value is this creative work, but I can't figure out how to pay my bills yet with it. Like, I know that that's what I've got. I don't have other things. I don't have math skills. I'm not going to be some guy that climbs a corporate ladder. And uh, I know what it's like to be in that bottomed out place and how, how terrible of a feeling it is. And how it kills your self-esteem. And so I've been there. And when I was in that place, this was probably like 2010, uh, I am at rock bottom. I'll tell you what I turned to. I didn't turn to drugs. I turned to marketing, podcasts, and business books. And as an artist, I felt like <laughs> that was like the grossest thing that you could do as a creative person. And, uh, you know, I, I turned on these podcasts and they were using all kinds of language and their personalities were such that it was making me cringe and feel terrible. But I, I was so desperate. I was ready to figure out anything to make it work. And what I found was that there was there was bad things there were things that were gross there were things i didn't like but there were tons and tons of things that were pure if you use them in a pure way and that they would change the game and when i started to put those things into practice and take an active role in marketing my work everything started to change not overnight but as i use these principles Year after year, I slowly but surely created the creative career that I always wanted and that allowed me to thrive. And I still have problems and I still had problems, but slowly but surely, this marketing helped me turn around my creative career. And I want to help you get over anything that's stopping you from taking marketing seriously and give you a plan to help you put it in place. Let's do it. All right. So here's the first myth that we've got to bust. This is like creative pep talk, myth busters edition. The first myth about marketing that you need to destroy in your own mind is the idea that merit is enough. Meaning that if your work is super good, if your work is incredible, then you don't need to worry about marketing. 
and that the only people that need to work, worry about marketing are people that are not good enough and have to put in all the extra effort to sell it to people and convince people that it's good. And that is just so far from the truth. And here's where I think that comes from. I think that that myth is perpetuated by the creative career lottery winners. And uh, you know this grinds my gears if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time. One of the things that just drives me bonkers is that um, as a creative industry, we put the, the talent and luck lottery winners of creativity on the fronts of our magazines. We interview them. We celebrate the people that are basically the luckiest people. Either they won the talent lottery where they're just, they were born as prodigies, just insane creative people. Uh, and, uh, and everything was just, just, you know, they just started drawing and it was just the most insane thing ever. They started playing piano and they just had the craziest inclination ever. And, and those are the people we celebrate or we celebrate the people that were in the right time at the right place on accident and then went viral. And, and it was a sensation overnight success. Those are the people that we tend to celebrate. Those are the people that we tend to put on the fronts of our magazines. And I think if you compare that to the business world or the finance world, it's like financial, the financial advisor, that sounds like it could be a finance magazine. I don't know if it is, but imagine the, the on the front cover of the financial advisor, you had a lottery winner. And that they asked him questions, how did you do it? And the lottery winner would just say, you just gotta buy a ticket, man. And if it's, if it's right, it'll happen. And if it's not right, then it won't happen. And that's the kind of advice that you get uh, all the time perpetuated in the creative world. I feel like if you happen to be a lottery winner, first of all, you don't need to listen to this podcast. You don't have to send your critiques to me. I don't need to hear them because this podcast is not made for you. If you're crazy, successful in creativity and everything's going amazing and you're the chosen one, wrong podcast for you, man. Like you don't have to listen to this. Um, but that's like way, way less than 1% of creative people that have incredible creative potential, uh, for their careers. And, uh, so I'm getting worked up. Uh, so what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that those people, sometimes the lottery winners, if you find yourself with luck at your side and you're being interviewed, you either are going to answer, uh, there is no formula. It's just totally random. So forget even trying to market yourself. Or you're going to say, that, you know, if you're a prideful person, you're going to answer with, I just deserve it because I'm just that awesome. And so I think that that's where this myth comes from. It's from uh, us celebrating these creative lottery winners. And, but I want you to ask yourself this question. And I think that, um, this debunks the whole idea that merit, creative merit is enough to succeed in uh, a creative career and that you don't need marketing if your work is really good. Here's the question that I ask you. Are the most successful creative people also the most talented creative people? Or do you know incredibly talented creatives 
that are way, way, way less successful than they should be based on the merit of their work. I'm guessing you would agree with me that, um, that a key factor in success is marketing. And I have people in my life from high school and even before, uh, people from my town that are way more purely creatively talented than me, but much less able to turn it into a career. And some of them never tasted creative success. And I think that the key factor is marketing, selling your work, persuading people to give you some attention long enough to decide whether it's good, right? Uh, and so my dad told me a story that I think illustrates this perfectly. My dad's like, uh, straight up business guy. Um, he doesn't have, he's not the one who gave me the creative gene. Um, although he is very creative in his business solutions, I will say that. Um, but he's a finance guy and he works for a massive fortune 500 company. And, uh, he told me a story that a number of years ago that their company was looking at buying a smaller company, still a large company, still a large purchase. And he looked over all the numbers for this company and quickly decided that this was a terrible deal. And it was completely obvious that this was the wrong decision. And so he just threw together a little presentation for his teammates to say, hey, here's the facts. Um, it's obvious we should not buy this company. And so they go into the meeting with the company. He, think it's, he thinks it's going to be like a 10, 20 minute meeting because it's so obvious. They go into this meeting and the marketing team at that company had spent a year on the presentation to sell, to market this idea, this company to them and tell them why it's such a great idea to, uh, to buy this company. And so this meeting that should have been 10 to 20 minutes long uh, ended up being uh, an hour long and everybody besides my dad voted to buy the company. And uh, my dad was like, well, in a few years, the egg's going to be on your face because this company is going to go belly up. And we're going to lose all this money and everyone's going to know that I'm right. And I'll feel very smug about that. Uh, but only to find a few years later, he was right. They did, the, the, the company did go belly up. They did lose all the money, but he didn't feel very smug because he realized that it hurt the company, hurt lots of people. Lots of people lost their jobs because of it. And it was in that process that he realized that it's not enough to be right. It's not enough to just, to, it's not enough, first of all, to win the argument. It's not enough to be right. And that if to do the right thing, you've really, really got to sell your ideas. Because if he was able to sell the thing that he knew was right, he could have saved lots of people's jobs. And that's the power of marketing and sales. And so in the same way that in business, it's not enough to just be right and know that uh, you have the right information. It's not enough just to be good at creativity. Uh, and, and that's the, the myth that I want to bust. And here's the way that I like to explain it. Here's the real truth. That uh, merit, good creative work is not a marketing strategy. Uh, merit, where you need merit 
is once it's out there in the market, it will help you succeed and continue to get attention, to continue your career. Merit is the ticket that allows you to grow a career over a lifetime. If you market a terrible idea, like buying that business, it will blow up in your face and you will lose credibility and you won't get a second chance. Um, but the merit is not the thing that lets it spread. The merit is the, what it, uh, allows you to keep going. And I see this with uh, Judd Apatow talks about this all the time. The famous uh, comedy director, creator of uh, Knocked Up and uh, producer on, on a billion different movies that I'm sure that you've, you're a fan of and you've seen. Um, Judd Apatow says that he just wants to make movies that are good enough and sell enough so that he can keep making movies. And so the merit of the movies is what allows you to build a career over a lifetime. So it gives you credentials. But the fact of the matter is, before a movie ever gets into the theaters for the critics to decide whether it's good or bad, before any of that happens, there are so many sales and marketing uh, hurdles before you get your movie into the theater. And so you've got to learn how to sell and market your work. And then you let the market decide if it's good. And if they love it, that'll help you to do it all over again. But having fantastic work is not what will make it spread alone. So the second myth that we're going to bust on this edition of Creative Pep Talk Mythbusters uh, <laughs> is this myth. Marketing is a scam. And, uh, you know, I think one of the reasons why creative people reject marketing as a principle and as a practice is because we believe that in its inherent nature that it is gross and inhumane and, you know, persuading people is manipulating people. And ultimately, it's wrong to do that at all. And for, and the, for those of us, me included, who are completely in love with the power of art and creativity, we don't want to soil ourselves with marketing. And I get that. And I played that game for a long time, right? And uh, here's why I think that is. I think that if you think about marketing, like planting seeds for a later harvest, I think that the problem is, is that there are a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of magic bean sellers in terms of selling seeds. I think that all of these scammers that have used the power of marketing to scam other people about marketing are basically people going around selling fake magic beans. And so maybe even you've watched someone buy these beans and blow up in the, and it blows up in their face, or maybe you even bought into some of these scammy marketers and it blew up in your face, right? 
you know, it says something like this. You do these three marketing tricks and overnight your business will explode. You'll have the craziest crop you've ever seen. Buy these magic beans for $3,000. And you buy the beans, you plant them. The next day, nothing. If you're lucky, the day after that, maybe a little bean sprout appears, right? So they lied. They scammed you. They, uh, they over-promised and under-delivered. And I think because of marketers like that who have abused the power of marketing, we have decided that marketing is inherently a scam. But here's the truth, and I believe this with my whole heart. I really believe this, that marketing works like any other thing. That if you will give it time and intention and you use the right practices to plant these beans, these regular marketing beans, if you till the field properly, you plant them in the right season, you give them the right water, that the sun will shine and they will, over time, grow into a bountiful harvest. And uh, this is the thing that just drives me freaking insane about creatives and marketing is that it really it boils down to this idea of going viral. Going viral, I think, is a plague upon creative people. If your work happens to go viral, fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's what I think is wrong. I think that equating marketing success with going viral has screwed up everybody's idea of what marketing is all about. Marketing is about real practices and systems that if you give yourself time and effort in those ways, that it will slowly but surely get more attention in your work. And just like farming, year after year, you'll be able to, to uh, slowly but surely create a profit. And marketing will be a big part of how you do that. But because of this idea that marketing is now, especially in the creative world, that successful marketing is measured by did it go viral, it means that that magic bean of going viral has caused us to reject the idea of marketing because we've done all the tricks and none of our stuff went viral. And so it must be a scam. But I surely believe, because I've spent the past 10 years or so uh, heading this direction, slowly but surely, using the practices, the best practices in marketing, to slowly but surely build a thriving creative career. So just because there are scammers out there, and just because marketing is not the secret to overnight insane explosive success doesn't mean that if you do it right, it won't slowly but surely be the big game changer in your creative career. Okay, last myth that I wanna bust. I'm getting, I'm busting. I'm feeling fantastic about busting all these dang myths. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting into the marketing uh, busting mood and I'm feeling great about it. All right, myth number three that I want to knock out of the park. And this is just the, 
the the general one that I think stops us all from from participating in successful marketing of our creative work, and it's that marketing is just plain wrong. It's just wrong. It's you know maybe it's not a scam like myth number two, but it's just gross. It's just it's you know it's not business that we need to be about right. Um, and I think the reason why this myth comes about is because, like farming, let's go back to the bean metaphor. You you plant, you go out there to plant your beans. Maybe you don't even have magic beans. You're ready to do the thing right. You go put the beans in the ground, and uh, you know you're working the farm, putting the time and effort in. And uh, let's just say that the sun represents attention. It's, it's what you need to have your creative career grow. You need eyeballs on those beans. <laughs> eyeballs on the beans. Quote me on that. Put that in a fancy quote. You know, letter that and put it on your Instagram and everyone will be blown away by how beautiful and articulate I am. You need eyeballs on the beans is what I'm trying to say. Um, but, but uh, <laughs> golly. Uh, but... You need eyeballs on your work. You need attention on your work to grow your creative career. Let's call that the sun, right? So you go out, you're working the field, putting the time in, and while you're out there in the field over, you see a guy sacrificing his children to the sun god. And you're like, holy crap, I'm out of this business. I don't need no attention on my work. I don't need the sun to shine on my work. Just forget it. I'm out. This is gross. What the hell's going on, right? Think about it. So many times when I've gone out there into the marketing world, I swam out into the marketing world. Every time you do, because marketing is just such a powerful thing and such an important thing and attention on what you're doing is a game changer, you're going to go out there and you're going to see other creative people doing terrible, horrible, gross, insanely disgusting things to get that attention. Do anything. make uh, Get attention at any cost, even if it means sacrificing things, their own personhood, to the God of attention. And because of that, you decided that it must all just be gross and disgusting just by association. And uh, here's the truth that I want to bring to this myth. Here's the truth. I believe that marketing is not gross, is not wrong. I believe that it is a neutral tool that's powerful. And now powerful can be powerfully bad or it can be powerfully good. Now the problem with power is that we remember powerfully bad. That's why I think things like spirituality, religion, branding, marketing, politics, all of that stuff has a really bad reputation for the most part because it's powerful. Now those same things can be powerfully good in lots of ways, in my opinion. Uh, and it's, and what ends up happening is in the light of this, in the power of this tool of marketing, that when we see it abused to such a powerful degree that it creates disgust and cynicism and taints the whole thing and we run the opposite way.
Now, I don't want to get too political on this podcast. It's not a political podcast. Um, it's about uh, creative business, creative careers. Um, but I think you see this wherever you are, whether you're a Trump fan or an Obama fan, I think it's pretty clear that marketing was the game changer for both of those campaigns and they couldn't be more on opposite ends of a spectrum. I'll let you decide how you feel, which, which side those people end up on, but suffice it to say, both Trump and Obama had an incredible use of this powerful tool of marketing. And I would argue that Hillary, as an example of someone who lost to both of those people, and there's a billion other things, I'm not saying it's all down to this one thing, but I will say that I don't think that Hillary ever had an incredible marketing campaign. Like it's easy to remember that Obama was all about hope and change. And it's easy to remember that Trump says we're gonna make America great again. I can't remember what Hillary was trying to do, right? And so I think this perfectly illustrates because whichever side of the coin you're on, you've got to agree that the key factor was marketing and that it can be used for really good things or really bad things. And so if you believe in the thing that you're doing and you believe it's right and good and awesome and powerful, if you believe in your product, you owe it to the world to get good at persuasion, to get good at marketing, to get good at sales, to get good at getting it out there and getting it attention. Because that is the game changer. And if you don't, you're not guaranteed to get anywhere at all. So I know what it's like, like I told you at the beginning, to be in a place where my creative work is not taking off like I want it to. It's not being, um, you know, nobody's responding the way that I want them to. I'm not gaining traction. I'm not getting the attention on the work that's necessary to thrive as a creative person to see um, my creative career thrive. I know what it's like. I've been in those places, especially for those of you that um, that creativity is really your thing. It's the thing that's special about you. It's the thing that you have to contribute to the world. And when you can't get that working and people aren't responding the right way, you can feel really helpless and hopeless like me on my living room floor face down in 2010 just feeling like I'm a complete failure and I clearly suck at the only thing I thought I was good at, which was creativity. And uh, I've seen so many people at the bottom down there and the conclusion, because things aren't working, the conclusion that they make is they must not be good enough. And today on the show, I want to encourage you to say that maybe, just maybe, you're not succeeding not because your work isn't good enough, but maybe you're just not marketing it and selling it properly for enough people to see it and give it a chance. 
And when you've done that, then you'll know if it's good enough. But only then, only then will you be able to find out if you've got what it takes. Because until the movie is in the theaters and it's gone through all the marketing and selling to get there, only then do the critics and the audiences have a chance to respond. And so if you're in this place where you're feeling terrible about the results that you're getting, listen, it doesn't mean that this thing isn't for you. It doesn't mean that you don't have what it takes and that your work's not special and that you don't have the creative uh, spirit that you need to succeed. It might just be that you need to dive deeper into selling and marketing this thing. Now, I'm sensitive to making metaphors that are insensitive. Um, So bear with me and just I apologize if this is, you know... Uh, stepping on any people's feet, uh, toes, so to speak. Um, (laughs) But if you had a cure to a deadly disease that lots and lots of people were dying from, you had the cure, uh, you wouldn't hide it in your closet. You would scream it from the mountaintops. You would do whatever it takes because you believed in this product and you knew that it was going to bring value to people's lives. You would do whatever it takes to get it out there in front of people to give them the chance to decide whether they wanted to take the antidote or not. But you would try to, if you knew that it was legit, if you knew that you believed in it, you knew it lit you up, you would do anything to gain their trust and attention to get them to take the cure. And so I want you to embrace that part of you that believes in this creative work that you're doing, believes in the stuff that you're making, believes in your creative potential, and do whatever it takes to get it in front of people so that they have the opportunity to decide if it's good. And so you might be asking yourself, how do I do that? Well, this is the main thing that I want to say to you. The main thing I want to say to you is embrace marketing and sales. Dive deep into these worlds. Learn the craft of this thing. Make it part of your job to know how to do this effectively. And there are a lot of experts out there that are better experts than me at doing this. And I'll just give you three resources Uh, that can help out. One is just a thing you can do right now. It's an article I just saw on uh, column five. It's about the psychology of sharing uh, visual content. And it's it's based on a study from the New York Times about the psychology of sharing. So there's two articles within that. I'll put that in the show notes, but you can also just search column five and look on their blog uh, for the piece on the psychology of sharing because that will uh, help you a lot, create great things that people want to share. And another thing is I'm reading a book right now by Daniel Pink called To Sell is Human. And it's all about how it used to be that one out of every nine people were in sales. Or no, it used to be a large percentage of people were in sales, but now it's one out of every nine people are 
proper salesman. And he argues beautifully and convincingly that more than ever, the other eight are in sales too. A teacher that's terrible at selling their kids on the importance of the content fails as a teacher, right? And so does the business person on the team in corporate America that can't sell his team on the right choice, they end up failing, like we illustrated earlier. And the same goes for you. You're in sales whether you like it or not. And in that book, there's some really interesting things about selling your ideas. One of them is they do the Pixar pitch where they tell you how to take your idea, take your practice, and put it into an elevator speech, kind of like a, a Pixar movie. And they give you like the story framework there that's really, really cool and really helpful. Um, so that's a really good resource. And then the last one that I'll tell you is... Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, uh, you know, there'll be, it, it, his attitude, he's kind of like macho, New Jersey sports guy, not necessarily going to jive with all creative folks. I will admit that for sure. There's definitely parts of his personality that are not completely in alignment with mine, so to speak. But even if you can't take his, uh, podcasts and, and talks or whatever, even if that's not your taste, I highly recommend uh, you picking up the book. My friend Thomas James from Illustration Island um, in, in Illustration Age sent me this book. It's called Jab, 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 Right Hook, and it is all tactics. It goes deep into the psychology and the process of marketing yourself on social media. And it, it takes platform by platform. It's really relevant right now because it talks about Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that and how to create content that works on those platforms. And it is a game changer. It's fantastic. Super practical. Go pick up that book. Um, so those are some tips. But ultimately, my encouragement and what I think that you need to do is embrace marketing, embrace sales, and believe that if you believe in what you're doing, that you owe it to the world to figure out how to persuade them to give you enough attention to decide for themselves whether they like it or not. And that is what this episode has been all about because if you can do that, it will be a complete game changer. For me, it got me off of my living room floor into a middle-class salary as an illustrator before I ever started making a dime on this podcast. I was a pro illustrator and, uh, and a lot of it had to do with, yeah, I worked really hard to develop my practice. I got better and better at the work. The work got better. The merit got better. But all along the way, I got better and better at getting it out there. And if you do that, I can bet that you're going to see game-changing results. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope that this is a game changer episode for you in your creative career. I hope that it helps you craft a creative career that helps you thrive as a person because that's what this podcast is all about. Listen, if you are a crazy creative pep talk, creative pepperoni, <laughs> in normal language for normal people, meaning that you're hardcore about creative pep talk. Keep listening. If you're not, 
just you don't have to pay attention to any of this stuff you can just stop listening now but if you are hardcore about it you believe in what we're doing with creative pep talk you believe that this show has a unique ability to help people craft creative careers um, and give them real insight and encouragement and thing and tools that they need to thrive if it's helped you do that and you care about other creative people like I do, would you help me spread the word? I mentioned at the beginning that I think podcasting is is exploding. It's probably not a secret. You probably know that. Lots of corporations and big dogs are getting in the game with giant budgets, and they're going to clog up the whole system. And you know what? I'm not afraid of that. I believe in what we're doing. I believe it's going to rise above um, and, and, and have its own place. You know, I don't need to have a podcast that is the biggest podcast in the creative world or in the world or anything. I'm not, I don't care about that. But I, I believe in what we're doing. I want to help as many creative people as possible thrive. And uh, I just want to ask you for your help. Um, I think it's a unique season for the podcast. I want to take it to the next level. Uh, I want to make sure that we can go toe to toe with these uh, with these other podcasts that are going out there. And I want to support them too. I want to be part of that game, um, helping and supporting other creative podcasts that do different things for different people. I'm all about the diversity and the thriving and the abundance of uh, all that jazz. I really am. But if you believe in this thing and you have resources, uh, networks, platforms, if you work for a company that can get the word out, Uh, If you have just an idea of how to promote this thing and to help me take it to the next level, send me a message at Andy, an email to Andy at Andy hyphen J hyphen Miller dot com. And if you're crazy about creative pep talk, I would love it if you could help me take this thing to the next level, because I think that's the season that we're in. So I really appreciate all that you do. At the very least, if you give a review on iTunes, that'll help its uh, iTunes placement in the charts. I really appreciate all of you guys who have done that and all the crazy raving reviews that are the sweetest thing in the world that make me cry at night um, whenever I (laughs) go take a peek at those. Um, Thank you guys so much for all that. Hey, big shout out to my man, Yoni Wolf, lead singer of the band Y. One of my all-time favorite bands, by the way. That's what you guys don't know, is that in college, I knew every single word of the record he put out that year in 2008. I was crazy about it. My friends were crazy about it, and I was just so fortunate enough to end up getting to meet the dude um you know he was on the podcast and he's been so generous to let us use the songs as theme songs and it is literally a dream come true and i've got to do posters for him and stuff and uh man i just believe in his stuff his latest album mo lean is on spotify and it's gorgeous it's spiritual it's vibey and uh it's it's poetic and uh it's it's just uh, such a good vibe go check it out hey big thanks to nate utesh my brother my indiana brother uh designer for secretly canadian amazing human being one of my all-time you know when you meet those people where you're just like this is a gym This is a person that deserves to be uh, (laughs) celebrated. That's Nate Utesh to me. He is such a beautiful person. I love this guy to death. Uh, Looking forward to seeing him at Creative Works this year. He's going to be there again. Uh, He is a designer at Secretly Canadian. 
and he also has a band called Metavari that makes super jammy awesome music that you can make creative work to most of it's instrumental go check them out on uh, SoundCloud uh, at soundcloud.com slash metavari or on Spotify or go buy their music uh, it's really 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 good and it'll get you into that groove when you're making creative work uh, thanks you Nate Utash because he the reason I'm talking about him is because he provides all of the other tunage and then last but not least thanks to Alex Sugg uh, and all of his awesome work for editing this podcast he's the editor and producer of the podcast now and he's kicking some butts he is uh, he is making this thing sound so good thanks Alex really super appreciate it uh, and hey thanks to all of you guys Man, what I dream of is that this podcast helps you have the tools you need to thrive as a person with your creative career doing super well. And not only that it just gives you the tools to succeed, the strategy, the stuff you need to have the right paradigm shifts to to make it all work. Not only that, but I also hope that on a weekly basis that it just gives you a boost, not an empty boost of motivation, but with the right tools and the right belief in yourself that you'll have another week to give energy to pouring into this thing that you want to spend your life doing. And so I have this amazing privilege uh, to just every week show up and give you a little injection, be like a B vitamin injection into your a creative B vitamin injection into your arm that helps you go for another week and I just keep coming back week after week to do that it's my honor and privilege and so guys I hope this thing gives you another week of boost to keep pushing on this thing and uh, until we meet again stay pepped up